0: Welcome to Powerband Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Here and joining me this episode as usual it's Matthew Day
1: Gillett. Hey man, you sound very excited. You're rattling all that off as usual, but uh, a bit more pace.
0: Oh, a bit of pace? <laughs> it's amazing what um, what a few days off work will do, eh? Uh, Of course, it's Labor Day Monday as we're recording this episode. I hope everybody listening had a fantastic weekend uh, riding their bikes, or at least uh, not going to work. Uh, Did you get up to
1: anything, Matt? Um, Yeah, I went out to Auckland, sadly, without the motorbike. Um, I wasn't allowed in the end and steered. I took my fishing rod and I went fishing with the father-in-law and uh, caught some massive fish. So that was good fun. That was a whoer of a snapper I saw on uh, Instagram. Yeah, about 50 centimetres long. Uh, not to brag, but um, yeah, I, I've got them all believing it's a lucky shirt involved, but I'm pretty sure it's more down to preparation. But uh, yeah, we'll just keep that between you, me, the fence post and everyone listening. But no, it's, it's been a good week actually, um, despite the long weekend. I uh, currently don't have Rosie the Rally sitting next to me as usual. I have a rather stylish looking black beast uh, that I picked up from from Kawasaki that I've got on test for the next week. Oh yeah. yeah a Vulcan 650S, it's not bad i got to say, um, I've rather enjoyed my ride on it so far. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting some Ks on that over the next uh, whew, what, week? <laughs> week or so. I have to give it back sometime next week Um, So yeah, he's hoping the coming weekend Has lots of road miles
0: Nice, nice, nice Well I I guess uh, we need to give uh, our listeners A little update on what's coming up uh, Matt, because uh, I've been thinking about this And we usually do about you know 10 to 12 episodes and take a couple of weeks off Uh, But I don't think we need to take a couple of weeks off I think you and I We can can get away with having a couple of weeks off Because of what we've got coming up And where we're going to be recording the next few shows Cool So this Friday Uh, I'm, I'm jumping on a plane and I'm flying up to uh, to Hamilton to pick up a uh,
1: a Duke. Yeah, the 790 Duke. Um, be interesting to see what your thoughts on on it are. Um, I recall riding it in my last job, um, and I'll. I'll keep mum on that so you can uh, go into it with a clear mind
0: yeah no I'm looking I'm looking forward to riding it and, and I have purposely strayed away from what uh, you know any YouTube reviews or reading other people's thoughts on the bike uh, so much so as I don't actually even know what it looks like I haven't looked at any pictures I've just been told I'm picking up a 790 juke uh, so it's
1: a KTM it's all angles and stuff yeah. angles and LED lights yeah
0: and I think it's got that headlight that I'm not a big fan of but we'll see how we feel so I'm picking that up and I'm going to be riding It back to Wellington. But before I do, you and I and uh, the team from Kiwi Rider are going to a bike launch.
1: Yeah, the new 2020 beta range. Um, They're launching it to the media in Pairo this Friday. Exciting stuff. Yeah going to take my kit and everything. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to commit to getting over one because, um, yeah, let's say my dirt experience um, tops out at a CRF, what was it, a CRF 230. 230. Uh, yeah, was uh, as big as I've gone, so. Uh,
0: hey, but you're, you're going away to uh, to Australia for the Tenere launch and that's all dirt and that's a few days on dirt, so I think maybe we have to get you on one of these beaters and give you a few tips. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go.
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> So what, what my master plan is anyway is uh, off to Hamilton on Friday. You're going to pick me up at the airport. We're going to go to the beta launch and we're going to record uh, next week's episode live on site at the beta launch. Uh, and then the following week, I'll r- uh, release my episode, which will be my road trip from the beta launch back to Wellington on the Duke 790. And that will mean that we get a couple of weeks off and then we'll be back the following week with a standard episode. How does that
1: sound? That sounds good because that'll give us plenty of time to digest everything that's been going on at EICMA, which starts next week. Uh, That is the big uh, motorcycle trade show in Italy. Um, So there's going to be a ton of new machinery um, unleashed there. Um, There's rumours of Aston Martin and... Oh, who were they? Bruff Superior um, are going to debut a bike in theory at EICMA. Um, wow, Aston Aston Martin is going to have a
0: massive grill on it and uh, tires about as wide as your your torso.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, eh? It'll be very interesting. There's also uh, the twenty twenty Ducati range, which was released this week. We'll get into that later. Um, there might be debuting some more bikes there. We might be seeing some new Kawasaki's. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all go. We haven't. There's been a few manufacturers that have been eerily quiet as well in the lead up to um, this show, which is coming up. So um, I'm thinking a few companies will have a few things up their sleeves. Hopefully.
0: Well, that's what's coming up. But uh, let's get into matters at hand, and we do have a little bit of news uh, this week. It's it's loosely labelled as news, but without further ado, let's do the news. And kicking off things, uh, Big Boys Toys is next week, this week, uh, November 1st. This week.
1: <laughs> yeah, when, when we're going to Pairo, um, Big Boys Toys is kicking off in Auckland, in the opposite direction to which we go.
0: And from what I can tell, there's going to be uh, freestyle motocross, there's going to be uh, road bikes, there's going to be cruisers. there's going to be, as far as the motorcyclists
1: go, there's going to be pretty much anything you could want. Pretty much. Um, gonna say um. Well, there's gonna be a few things. I actually honestly don't really pay too much attention to big boys' toys. I'm always hanging out for the uh, New Zealand Motorcycle Show, which we um said the other week. Uh, coming back for twenty twenty, November twenty twenty. Yeah, so we're not
0: not having one this year. Um, and, and it was gonna be about now, wasn't it? It was gonna be about
1: November. Yeah. Oh, normally around yeah this time ish. I think. Honestly, I didn't go to the last one. Um, I was a bit busy wrangling a small child, which. There's changed. no
0: truth to what there's no truth to what I'm about to say, but it did seem to me that uh, ASB Showgrounds were a bit busy and uh, suppliers couldn't you know couldn't commit to New Zealand Motorcycle Show, so of course it was postponed uh, to next year to 2020. Uh, but yeah, have fun if you're going to Big Boys Toys. Make sure you uh, chuck us some photos or videos or whatever you want. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash PowerBand Podcast. Love to have your media up there, and uh, we'll definitely hit share on anything we see. Uh, other news: uh, New India engine
1: debuts. Yes, so um, I don't know uh, how up to the play with Indians engines you are, Ray, but um, they don't exactly have a lot of modern tech going for them um, at the moment. They did have a modern water-cooled engine in The Scout and the FTR, um, the FTR 1200's engine is based off the Scout engine loosely, um, but they're big cruisers, so like your big Indian chiefs, your chieftains, your dark horses, all the stuff that makes you think of an actual American motorcycle, like big thumping engine. uh, They're all pretty old school tech, um, but that looks to be changing. So uh, in this last week, Indian has announced a new engine called the Power Plus, Um, So the current big twin engine is called the Thunderstroke. Uh, This one's called the Power Plus. It is, well, it looks like a giant version um, of the old Victory Octane engine. Um, Victory was a company that Indian's parent company, Polaris, owned and then decided to shut down and focus all its efforts on India. Um, So no surprises there, really. Um, But the name itself is um, actually a homage to Uh, the Indian Power Plus Motorcycle, which uh, was apparently built between 1916 and 1924. Not that anyone alive today will actually remember that. Um, So um, it's good for some pretty decent power. So it's a 1769cc engine, pumps out 121 horsepower, that's 90.1 kilowatts, um, and 178 newton metres of torque, which is more than the 1811cc air-cooled engine engine The thunderstroke, which they've also recently updated with, I think VVT they put into it. I can't quite remember. Um, But yeah, it's
0: got to say though, whoever named the thunderstroke, uh, brilliant name. They deserve it. They deserve a medal.
1: Yeah, it's a thumping great big engine. Um, and you can
0: tell it was American do-day. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah, I got us a new engine, and we're going to call it the Thunderstroke. <laughs> Cletus, you can't call it the Thunderstroke. Why not, Clancy? Because that's what happened in bed.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so it'll be real cool. It's uh, This engine's going to debut um, in a new Indian bagger, um, which I'm not sure if they've actually released the name of. just skimming through my notes here uh um, yeah can't quite tell um but yeah indian are uh, gonna oh indian challenger that's the name of it um and that's a bike we're gonna see ho- hopefully in um milan um the thing i'm looking for i'm hoping um, indian have done some work on is the gearbox shifting action so like the gearboxes they're nice and like, you know, you're in gear and everything, but they're a bit tractor-like. Um, so in the Thunderstroke... Not not a smooth stroke. No. So if you're changing into first or second in the Thunderstroke um, at idle, you can, it's literally, like, it's a, definitely a mechanical action, and it's something I do enjoy a bit to some extent, but it actually sounds like someone is hitting something with a metal hammer. Uh, it just goes, dank, dank, dank. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit agricultural. A bit abrasive. Yeah, a bit agricultural abrasive. Needs a little bit of lube Yeah, so I'm hoping they've got um, a little bit more of a slicker gearbox because we're quite spoiled by a lot of the gen- Japanese manufacturers. This bike I'm riding at the moment, I love the gearbox on. Um, barely even have to touch the clutch on it. It's just such a snick, 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 snick done. Um, so, um, yeah, let's, let's hope that um, this new engine Power Plus engine um, has a gearbox to a nice smooth shifting gearbox to uh match that nice fat power uh output that they've given it
0: outstanding well let's move on from uh thunderstrokes to something a little bit more sexual uh the 2020 ducatis have been
1: announced yeah and they are hot um so they've done some little e-bike thingies following on from um, they did they debuted this electric bike called the MiG RR um, earlier this year. They've got a whole range of those now. Um, but the big news was, of course, the new Street Fighter V4. Um, so I can't remember, if, well, I don't know if you remember, but um, earlier this year, um, Pikes Peak International Hill Climb, a rider died and he was riding a prototype of that up the hill. I um, mean, um, yeah, not great press for Ducati. They haven't really mentioned it in their um, press release either. Um, but Basically, the new Street Fighter V4 is take one uh, Desmo Sedici Stradale engine, uh, 1,103cc V4, 208 horsepower, (laughs) chuck it into a lightweight trellis a lightweight frame based off the panigale um and don't bother putting fairings on it put some electronics in it and hope for the best <laughs> it seems like it's a really sexy looking bike but it seemed 208 horsepower is just way too much power for the road um well in my opinion anyway um other people think oh yes yeah, sweet easy overtaking um but um, yeah, warp speed and um, a sneeze pretty much. Um, Styling-wise, it looks kind of, I don't know, how familiar are you with uh, Ducati Street Fighters, right?
0: Not massively, but uh, I, I did have a look at um, the, the Panigale V4, VR4, whatever it was called, a couple of months ago that we, we, we shared, and uh, they're absolutely incredible. Like, uh, they're amazing. Yeah, so- But they're not my cup of tea,
1: yeah, it's it's a bit transformery. So the headlight is way hunched down low. Um, it seems to be a, like they've carried over quite a lot of design cues from previous Street Fighters. So it's an LED headlight now with um, daytime running light. It's almost like it's um, mounted halfway down the forks. Um, it's quite hunched down and low. Uh, you've got all the radiators and everything tucked up right behind the front wheel, um, and then it's just a naked bike. It could almost be a um, monster, if not for the um, Panigale-esque uh, subframe. And it's it's a scary-looking bike, to be honest. Um, I'm not too sure how brave I'd be if I was asked to ride one.
0: I'd definitely be keen to give it a ride. I mean, I'm looking at a photo of it now. The, the only reason I say that it probably wouldn't be my cup of tea is because it's it looks... It looks engineered to 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 the you know to the nittiest. What am I trying to say? It looks engineered, over engineered. It looks engineered to that final degree. Like everything looks absolutely outstanding. I couldn't imagine going and putting some panniers on it and riding it the length of the country. You know, it wouldn't be that comfortable. It would. Uh, it would. It would look outstanding at every single uh, cafe that I stopped at, but it wouldn't
1: be that practical. Yeah, you couldn't really say that. Um... Like, Ducati have had to put um, aerofoils on it <laughs> as well, so um, I can't remember which Panigale has them, um, but it's like how in MotoGP they have to put wings to keep the downforce down to keep the bikes on the road, and they've had to do this on this naked... <laughs> Um, hypersport thing
0: and it's, yeah the uh, the aprilia tuono factory's got that
1: yeah so um, apparently 28 kilos of downforce at 270 kilometers an hour um, <laughs> these things generate
0: and i don't doubt that it could do that oh, speed hate, either no,
1: but it's like that's track only speeds not with me yeah. on it that's tra- well front that's front straight at hampton downs that's achievable easy um but, yeah, it's, it's track-only speeds. So, yeah, not the most practical bike. They did um, give us a couple of more practical machines. Um, so, uh, we'll skip over the Panigale V2, um, because that's just a another sexy red Ducati superbike with a 995 cc uh, V-twin. So, it's not a V4, V2 in the name. Um, they did debut a new scrambler some concept designs of some new scramblers as well one looks like an adventure scrambler Um, the other is a supermoto scrambler and i'm not too sure how i feel about that Um, but the practical bike that sounds like you're after is the multi multi strada multi strada grand uh, touring version of the 1260.
0: Yeah, man, that looks that looks outstanding. That uh, that's a bit more like an adventure bike that we know. Uh, definitely looks like it's taking on BMW's uh,
1: 1200 GS, right? Yeah, though more roady wheels. Uh, so you can get uh, the Ducati T- Multistrada and um, a whole range of flavors. Let's say uh, you've got your Enduro, which um, is a very imposing bike, just like the uh, BMW GSA. Uh, and then you got some more sporty variants. So this Grand Touring S Grand Tour 1260 Multistrada is sort of looks like it's got the 17-inch wheels, same thumping great 1260cc engine and um, it's got luggage amenities, it looks comfortable it's got a nice big screen
0: Definitely does look all day comfortable and I'm loving that single swing arm too. Yeah it's just something sexy that uh... So it looks like it's, um, it has facilities and potentially even comes with maybe an optional extra uh, hard panniers which uh, that, that's a bit of me, I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, and, and with that big screen up the front, I, I'm pretty sure that would be all day comfortable Chuck the misses on the back, uh, right from you know Wellington down to Dunedin, yeah,
1: pretty much. For me personally, yeah, my missus isn't really interested that much in pillioning on something that's uh, not low to the ground, so um, yeah, I'll whack you a f- flick you a photo of the uh Scrambler Desert X concept bike, which I'm hoping makes its debut at Ikema because um, it's quite a cool piece of kit. It looks stunning, I reckon. So it's based around a scrambler chassis. So it's got the same air-cooled V or L twin, but it's kind of harking back to the Desert races of the '80s. So that's kind of what a lot of folks are into these days. Everyone, well, um, Motor Guzzi or Motor is someone um, uh, hammered hammered into me on my YouTube channel. Hey, the New Zealand distributor calls them Motor Guzzi, so so do I. <laughs> Um, it's spelled G-U-Z-Z-I, so meh. Was, was this a British person that was hammering into you? I assume so, but they're the same people that call a Sabara Impreza an Impreza, so.
0: Exactly. For some reason, when there's a Z, they put a T in there.
1: Yeah, So I, and I'm quite a fan of it. It's got a real nice old-school Desert Racer vibe to it. Massive, massive fuel tank. Uh, looks like it's probably based off the Desert Sled version, because it's got some nice gold forks, big 21-inch front wheel, knobby tyres, um, solo seat with a luggage rack on the back, and it looks like it's even got a fuel uh, rear fuel tank. It does
0: doesn't it? And the front the front end of it looks a little bit uh, Africa Twin ish, but old school Africa
1: Twin. Yeah, there's a. Uh, oh, I don't know if Ducati themselves made a adventure bike, but I'm pretty sure they briefly owned a company which did, and they called the Kagiva. I don't know if they actually Ducati owned them, but Kagiva made a um, were a, I think an Italian brand, um. Correct me if I'm wrong, just say it nicely. Um, but they had a bike called the Elephant. Um, best frickin' name of a bike ever. It was wicked. Um, and it's, I'm getting a vibe of that. Um, so it'd be very cool if they um, debut these concepts at EICMA because I reckon that uh, the Desert X concept, the Scrambler Desert X concept. I reckon if they made that, put it out to market next year, they'd have an absolute hit on their hands like Moto have with the V85TT.
0: Brilliant. Uh, have we got many more in the Ducati 2020 um, announcement? Because we do need to move on to some uh, Kawasaki goodness too.
1: Yeah, not that I really care to s- s- uh, talk about really. You've got the usual V4 updates, uh, that uh, aforementioned V2 Panigale. Um, they've done a few updates to some scramblers, but um, those are the biggies I wanted to hit on this week. Nice one. Well, this one,
0: uh, this next one, it, it's got me uh, kind of scratching my head a little bit, uh, but I understand that there was something a, a bit historical about it. Kawasaki have announced the uh, four-cylinder 250cc Ninja.
1: Yes, so we haven't seen a four-cylinder 250 Ninja for Nigh on thirty years, apparently. Can you say that with a with an old school accent?
0: We haven't seen a two fifty ninja falls on for nigh on thirty years but that's how old I am, so. <laughs> nah, probably not, man. Man, this has really got me scratching my head on it. So it's a four-cylinder, but it's a 250. So the cylinders must, like, be the size of 50-cent coins. Oh, they're
1: not, not too big, I don't imagine. But um, don't forget these. Um, so in the golden age of the uh, 250cc four-cylinder, these bikes were putting out nearly 50 horsepower. They were, like, when I we both started riding, the um, early 90s two-fifty cylinders were the bikes to have because we were restricted to 250 CCS and we wanted as much power as we could get and none of those bikes are lambs approved which um, came in and you basically got nuked when lambs came in and since then it is a bit of an odd choice Um, I was speaking to Kawasaki New Zealand the other day, they don't really know any more than we do that's sort of really surprised them as well because they are really, apart from the Japanese market globally there doesn't really seem to be a market for these bikes anymore Um, so it was debuted at the Tokyo Motor Show in the past week well just rail off the specs shall i 249 cc's dual overhead cams 16 valve engine uh, with modern technology including traction control multiple power modes and a quick shifter all on a 250 that's outstanding i can't think of anyone who's gonna buy it to be honest Um, i was talking to the kawasaki guys and we were just spitballing because there's like no real info other than these um thing like what's available on the nets like the chassis is um, a tube frame trellis um, like in the H2 uh, H2 um, it's got big piston forks um, so proper adjustable suspension um, radial mounted brakes gullwing swing arm it's hot to trot but it's a 250 four cylinder at the end of the day at best it's going to be making f- around that 50 horsepower mark like maybe it might be pushing out more with a bit of modern tech in it You're Look, you start thinking about all these components that are in the bike. They're all top shelf stuff. Um, like I can't think of any bike in the learner class that has a quick shifter available. Off the top of my head.
0: So you saying that it's a it's a bit overspeaked for the size of the engine, and people are still going to want a a 600 650 as a
1: lambs bike? Is that what you yeah, trying to say? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is it's basically if you hit if Kawasaki New Zealand brought it in, it was as likely to be priced around the same price, because of all the tech it's got in it, as a Ninja 600, as a super proper supersport. And there's no race series that can race
0: Okay, that's where you're going. So there's no race series. I was going to say, is it possible they're bringing it in to to take on uh, Suzuki's Jixa 150s or something similar to that? Because the Jixa G- G- the 150 doesn't have ABS, does it? No, it doesn't. So there, there's going to be a gap in the market if they don't
1: put ABS on that bike. Yeah, but the Jixa 150 also costs $2,000, I think three. $2,500 if you want the fully fared version. And this is going to be like, yeah, it's a very, very strange um, strange thing. I've got a feeling it's going to end up being a, Jap- a Japan-only special. But then again, maybe Kawasaki knows something we don't. And maybe the uh, powers that be are going to start looking at um, hotting up those uh, entry-level race classes again. Or maybe it's going to be a stepping stone to Supersport. Um, because it is quite a big jump to go from R3 or Ninja 400 to a full-blown Supersport. So,
0: yeah. One thing you can be certain on, though, being a four-cylinder, it's going to sound
1: epic. Oh, heck yeah. It'll probably rev out to at least 16K, if not more. Um, uh, I had an old workmate at my last job. He had a, well, still does, CBR250RR, and that thing revs out to 17 grand from memory. And it sounds awesome.
0: So Kawasaki, if you do bring one into the country, I want to be first to ride one, and I want to record the sound of it because it's gonna it's gonna sound great. And I want to give it a ride. I want to I want to go for a home.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the guys have promised me that they will uh, let us know as soon as they get any further info. So fingers crossed, um, it does get a global launch because that's a cool piece of kit. And let's face it, parallel twins—they're efficient. They're easy to manufacture, they don't have too many parts, but they're not the most exciting engines in a sports bike. And this is me coming as a fan of the Ninja 400. I think that's a brilliantly fun entry-level track bike. Um, But it's not a screaming absolute loon of a
0: thing no it's not and for more on these stories especially for photos of this uh, this uh, 254 cylinder uh, Kawasaki do check out facebook.com forward slash powerband podcast or st- head straight over to uh, onthrottle.co.nz yeah that's the one that about rounds off the news Just a couple other wee stories. Something popped up into my inbox uh, earlier in the week, uh, and 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 you know, you know how we, you know, it's more socially acceptable to be part of the LBGT community, right? And you can uh, identify as whatever
1: you want, yeah, yeah. The world's come a long, long way. Thank goodness, because um, yeah, like. <laughs> Not everyone's the same. Not everyone uh, fits into Xbox, ticks Xbox. Um, so, yeah, the world's becoming a nicer place, I reckon. So, if, if, if somebody wants to uh, identify as
0: a female, they just have to say, I identify as a female, regardless
1: of what they were born as, right? Yep. Well, I'm... Well, that's my basic understanding anyway.
0: I no longer identify as a motorcyclist. I'm going to... Now, I'm going to identify as maybe a pedestrian, I'm still going to ride my motorbike, but I'm not a motorcyclist. Are you
1: going to ride your bike at hilariously slow well, pace no, now, No, I'm
0: ride at normal speed, because, you know, it can go the normal speed. But I'm just no longer going to be uh, uh, identified as a motorcyclist. This is off the back of a, an image that I've been sent. A motorcyclist who identifies as a bicy- bicyclist sets a cycling world
1: record. <laughs> oh, that's got to be a piss take. <laughs> Actually, looking at the image yesterday, is <laughs> I
0: if you can identify as anything you want I'm no longer identifying as a motorcyclist I'm going to be a pedestrian because there's no road user charges there's no no registration
1: there's no warrant of fitness no ACC fees there's a bit of sense in that but it's a bit dishonest isn't it Um, because you are riding a motorcycle well it's
0: like the Piaggio MP3 the first ones that came into the country were identified as cars so they were registered as cars with the front and back number plate but uh, you know if you're going to identify as, as a car you can't Parking a motorcycle park Kenya, right?
1: Yeah, it's mm, tricky, but then again I don't know of anyone that's actually um, enforcing any of those technicalities, but yeah like, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if you could just say officer pulls you over, you don't have a licence plate on, you're wearing a your bicycle helmet and he goes, what the heck are you doing? You go, I'm a cyclist. Technically it's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was uh, interesting anyway, so I thought I'd share it with the family. Hey, also a couple of things we need to mark on our calendar, uh, the 27th No, it is the 27th annual Suzuki Woodville Lions Coast to Coast. It's coming up quick. It's on Saturday the 14th of December. It's $20 entry and it's cash only, please. This includes a light barbecue lunch in Woodville. Now, registration is quarter past nine in the morning at Himatangi Beach. Now, that is, uh, if memory serves correctly, just north of Levin, uh, about halfway to Shannon uh, on the Himatangi Straits. Well, that that stands to reason there, doesn't it? Um, um, and generally, it uh, cuts a course from Himatangi through Manawatu over the uh, over the ranges and out to uh, Hokkaido on the east coast. It's an absolutely outstanding ride, and it is a really, really good cause that they're raising money for. Now, more information can be found uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast, uh, but it is the Woodville Lions Coaster Coast, proudly sponsored by Suzuki. It's the 27th annual, and uh, I'm I'm Absolutely
1: busting a gut to get along to this ride. So um, I'd love to see you there. Cool. I probably won't make it uh, there just because my calendar is already chock full. Yeah, your your riding hours are uh, quickly uh, decreasing, really, aren't they? They're disappearing at a scary rate, to be honest. Um, But I've got plenty of rides coming up um, in the very near future. So I'm going to make the most of my time in the seat um, because you never know how much time you're going to have. At the end of the day. Now, give us a quick
0: rundown. So we've got the uh, we've got the beta launch coming up. Um, you're off. Beta
1: launch. Hopefully, riding this uh, Vulcan S um, as much as possible over the next week before I have to give it back. Um, then next week, geez, that's come around quick. Let me just double check. I'm pretty sure it's next week. Dun dun. Holy shit, it is. Uh, so next week, I am riding up to Mangawai with um, a whole lot of folks, including the good guys at Kiwi Rider for the BMW GS uh, rally up in Mingawai um, where I am portedly um, I'm not going to hold my breath until I've got the key in my hand and I'm firmly seated in the saddle seated well that's a good word um, seated in the saddle of um, a G310GS with Mitus knobbies on it um, which should be hilarious fun um, then uh, oh and on my way up there I'm apparently uh, going to ride a couple of G310Rs one of which has been heavily modified by BMW New Zealand Cool oh, crikey and then Two weeks after that, I am heading over to Aussie for the Yamaha Tenere 700 launch. Um, so jealous
0: about that, like seriously, ridiculously, angrily jealous about that. But uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. And and just on that, when do we have a date yet that the uh, Tenere is hitting New Zealand?
1: It's early... Uh I can, well, early December is my understanding now. So, um, yeah, basically December, sometime in December, probably early December now the launch will be happening. I think some bikes actually might be coming in earlier, but um, I can't guarantee anything. I haven't actually spoken to um, the Yamaha guys specifically around dates, so... um, yeah, but they're going to definitely be here by Christmas. We can guarantee you that much. So that's going to be interesting. So I think you might be heading over to your local Yemi dealer um, as soon as you can to have a test ride race. Well,
0: I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to do something to see if I can get hold of these one of these ten rays, but a little bit more than just you know uh, in a couple of hours over the hill and back. I, I need one for you know a good week or two.
1: Yeah, I think you might be fighting uh, Jock and Bennett Kerry rider then for the keys when they do a test. <laughs> um, a lot-
0: few thank yous to say in this episode. Thank you very much to uh, our mates at Kiwi Rider, new uh, magazine out next week it's a long stretch between drinks this week, uh, this this uh, this release, um, so first week of November there will be a brand new magazine out uh, you can catch all the old magazines online though, completely digital it is absolutely free, now you go to their website and it does pop up with a wee subscribe box and some people have said, oh that box pops up, it wants me to pay no 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 no, no. it's absolutely free they just want you to subscribe, so that magazine digitally appears in your inbox as soon as it's released. So if you have already subscribed, just hit the little X in the corner and you can read all the back catalog issues uh, absolutely free and you can click on all the links. And uh, you could you could go and read that magazine and go and get you know new gear for yourself and new tires and new bits and pieces for your bike all by reading a magazine. How wicked would that be? So um, kiwirider.co.nz, check out their latest magazine uh, that is available there right now. Also, Matt, your website, please. On throttle.co.nz. Yeah,
1: all one word, .co.nz.
0: The latest in motorcycling that is all Kiwi relevant, right?
1: Yeah, that's the idea anyway, and... uh Aiming not to be copying and pasting press releases like uh, certain other places do, Um, but it's um, yeah, it's she's hard work. She's been a busy month,
0: so do check it out. And uh, what else we got going on? Uh, We want you to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and share this podcast with a mate of yours because we've all got riding buddies. And if we don't share things like this, if you like it, then your mates will probably like it as well. If you don't share things like this, they're not going to know about it. So please do share this podcast with a mate of yours. Uh, And we release a new episode every Thursday whenever
1: possible, which is most Thursdays. I don't think we've missed one yet, have we? Well, not when we've said we're going to release. I can say that. (laughs) Yeah, we have had our little holidays here and there, but um, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and look what I just worked out. I've been had on throttle going for a whole year by the time this comes out. Oh, look at that. Yeah, geez. Happy birthday gear. on throttle. Oh, I'll have to make a special Facebook post or something
0: about that. Uh, so that's about us. Uh, so please do hit that subscribe. And if you if you want to um, if you want to give us some feedback on any of our episodes, you can hit that uh, little button down the bottom which has uh, a comment. You can leave your comments there. You can get hold of us at uh, facebook.com forward slash Podcast. You can write on our wall there or you can send us a message through that or you can email us. Email is powerbandpodcast at gmail.com. It's pretty much us. I've been Ray. I've been Matt. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we look forward to bringing you a brand new episode in seven days' time.